0: welcome to our podcast we are vintage city church based out of fort collins colorado as a church we're currently working through the book of romans if you would like to watch the live video from this episode head over to vintagecitychurch.tv and we hope you enjoy this message really an honor and privilege to be here uh, with you. We love this two-week-in-a-row stuff. Uh, This is great. Last weekend was fun. So I'm going to kind of condense some things this morning. Um, We we have a title up here, and we don't want to go into a lot of Scripture verses just for time's sake, so I can kind of split my time in half. But I do want to share some things with you, because we're living in this incredible time period of the restoration of Of our God's ultimate intention, that which has been in His heart from the beginning of time, it isn't outside of this book; it is inside this book, which still has yet uh, many yet hidden things, many mysteries. It's beautiful; I love it. Many things He's wanted to do, and generations have not been willing or desiring it. And I think we're living in a a totally different time than that. Uh, So I want to do that this morning, Um, but I'm going to do it differently. And those who are welcoming, those of you who are. uh, Watching us online, great to have you, friends and family, of course. Uh, I just want to approach this in a different way because I got to tell you, is he worthy of it all? Yes. My gosh, I didn't want to get it from the floor. That was so nasty. Oh, right, forget. nasty's is more of a New York, New England thing. It was so amazing. I think nasty's better, man. It was just like, wasn't that beautiful? Our worship team, can we let them know how much we appreciate them? Yeah, fabulous. The team working back here as well. The kingdom of God has always been. From creation, it is the exercising of the sovereignty of God. It is Him doing whatever He desires to do. I shared some history this morning. I don't want to do that in this service. I'd really rather do it this way. So I want to separate this, these kingdoms, the kingdom of God that's always been in the earth and the kingdom of heaven that was in the heavens. It was from the beginning. Moses was the first one to get a glimpse of it. He longed to see his glory, but we know that our God said to him, you can't look in my face and live. No man can. I'll just show you my backside. It was so glorious that Moses had to wear a veil over his face and simply walk down, and they kept the veil over him. Isaiah would be the next one. Excuse me, Jacob would be the next one. Actually, almost before Moses. And he would look up here, and he'd see a throne, and one sitting upon a throne. That's all he would see. You see, no man could ever come to this place known as the heavens, or the kingdom of this heaven, the rule and the reign of this heaven. The next one, of course, would be Daniel. Well, Isaiah would see him first, really, and what he would see would be this, this, this man sitting upon a throne, but he would hear these cherubims crying one to another, holy, holy, holy is he, and the temple was filled with smoke. It was such an enlarging, amazing thing that it literally shook the doorpost and almost opened up the temple, and he he was awed by what he saw, but he could not come up here either. This was unallowed. No, man could. Men would peer. Daniel would be the next one. and He would see him, the Ancient of Days, with this fiery, his robe would be filled with this liquid fire almost, and it would be... uh, uh, He could not count them tens of ten thousands of angels ministering unto him. They were saying something to each other and saying something to him. We don't know what was here. There was was no place for this. This was, but I I do want you to peer into it with me for a moment. I just want, there was no door to it, but I just want you to peer in with me. You see, in the air was. The throne it was always central, and he was sat upon the throne. No man could come to this throne. There would be the Word of God there and the Spirit of God, and here would be this f- amazing, filled with glory. They gave him glory. There were elders sitting around there. We'll know it in the Revelation, but no man could. They would only peer into this thing. Even Lucifer understands it because he covered this throne. He understands giving glory. He understands this amazing here. There's no time here. There's no darkness here. It is just light. It is, it is now. It is present. It is where God dwells. He dwells in glory. He doesn't dwell outside of glory. It's not a cloud. It's not thick darkness. It's something he gets. The atmosphere is filled with the glory of God. Lucifer understands that. That's why he fears it. And so here in the kingdom of God, we saw the power of God, we always did, from creation, through Moses, through Elijah, Elisha, through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, through Daniel. But the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven remained, if you don't mind me saying it this way, separated. Until a day came, and it was the moment of time that we know that the fullness of time passed, and future came together in one and there was a young woman in nazareth and she had the spirit of god he covered her not like he did in the genesis but he overshadowed her and something from heaven uh if you don't mind the term a seed from heaven was placed within the womb of a woman It is the beginning of something that we didn't know could ever happen. Something of the eternal, something of the everlasting life, something of this realm, something of God, was placed inside this woman. We'll know this eventually is going to be the son of the living God. It was, as as Jesus would call it, a mustard seed. It was something that had unlimited potential in it. No one knew the potential of it because no one ever knew this place. They had no idea about this place. But here he was in this woman, in this chaotic, dark world. And we know that out of this woman comes a 33-day-old baby. He was the beginning of the fullness of God in the earth. Something that changed. God had clothed men and women. He had spoken to men. Men and women have spoken for him. But he never was in anyone. This is something new. This is one dimension of God in another. It's two realms in one. And this one would grow up. We would see him at 12. Let me just step back out. Let's push this back. Let's step up here. He's 12 years old. He, he understands many things, but he's like every other 12 year old. He's going to have to, and I love our pastor, submit to his parents. We don't really know who he is. We don't understand this at all. Even though the prophets have spoken to pieces of it, we do not really know what is happening here. He will be 30 years old and we'll finally see him. And He now will be defined. And, John will stand up and say, Here he is. He is the the Son of the living God, the Savior of the world, the one who will take away our sins. We know this part of him. He looked like a man, he was human, but there was something different. He was the firstborn of a people that would live from this day forward. It would be this divinity, this heaven in a seed, in a human, now this man. He would be, as the Hebrew writer would say, the express image. Everything about him was the image of his father. He was the manifestation of the invisible God. The kingdom of heaven was now in the earth. And it was revealed in him. He would say things like, I and my father are one. I only do the things I see my father do. My father works I work. Even now when I read it, I'm thinking, do you know what you're saying? I mean, I grope around trying to find out if I'm doing it right. And maybe five years later, I'll think, yeah, that was right. I mean, you're telling me you see him? I, I thought no man could look in his face. Oh, I know. I get it now. You're unique. Oh, he was. There's no one else like you. That's true. Even when at the end of his life, they will come to him and these Grecians will come and get Philip, and Philip will get Andrew. He always did that. And they came to Jesus, and they said, the, the Grecians want to see you. And, and I love his language. He, here he is just a week away from the final days of his life. And I would have thought he would say, come on over here, or I'll go over there. No, he says, listen, this is the moment the Son of Man is to be glorified. And let's say, here he goes, a seed go into the ground and die by its own. But if it dieth, it brings forth much fruit. If any man serve me, let him follow me where I am. It's a present tense word. There my servant shall be also, and my father will honor him. And he would tell his disciples that my father is your father. My God is your God. And he would talk this language that was so peculiar to the Jews because the Jews knew that there would be no time that these two realms could be one, that the heaven would be in the earth, even though he himself would say it should be our prayer. Whatever's going on in heaven, let it be going on in the earth. And there was this gasp, I mean this gap and this chasm that always oh, seemed to be here. And then they came for him that night, and of course the disciples didn't know. They, they still thought that he was... That it's, he was going to be, he would redeem them. He would, he would deliver them from Rome's tyranny and, and, and this, this legalism. They just knew, but they never really understood him. They didn't know why he came. Even at the end, he, they couldn't understand that this is not going to be a kingdom of violence. That violence is over. The kingdom of God was a kingdom of violence, not this kingdom. Oh, he demonstrated the kingdom of God in force in his life. <laughs> Cast out devils. Whew. But the finger of God. Walk down water, multiplied bread. Greater power than Moses ever dreamed of or Elijah or Elisha. He raised the dead. The COVID of his day, he just spoke to it. Leprosy. And any the other name they want to invent. He just spoke to it. He wasn't afraid of it. At the end of his life, he, they didn't understand. He goes, I've got to go. And they go, What well, do you can't go? This is something's wrong. This is not no no, you I've got to go for your sakes. And we don't realize this though, and we're so thankful for his death, and I'm thankful for the covenant that you and I have. I'm thankful that that I don't know how he remains silent, but he they, they beat him that I might you might have peace. They striped him that we exercised healing this morning and we'll do it again. And it's it's the power of the kingdom of God. It is the the children's bread. There should be healing and miracles among us. It is the kingdom of God. And he is restoring the kingdom kingdom of God back. But this other dimension, I just want us to see just for a few moments. And I hope you don't mind me doing it like this. I just want to step back out of here again. You see, when he ascended, something happened. It was the most amazing thing. And in, in reality, this, the devil, the, the spirit of the age, the Antichrist spirit, the Babylonian spirit fears. This, this moment, they fear. Because I said earlier, he understands what this dimension means. And so what he did was he opened up a door there. There's a door. John will see it first. It's swung open. It doesn't close. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a sign on it. Out to lunch. It doesn't say, if, only if you're good. It doesn't say, well, where are you from? Where, where, who are your people? Were you good yesterday? It has none of that. It's just open. And John will be the first one to look up here. And, here. and there is a throne in the center of it, and he who sits upon a throne. And in this place, John sees it again. It's this, this angelic throne. The cherubim, and seraphim flying and giving him glory. Some are speaking, some are singing. This whole atmosphere is filled with glory. It's something he gets. It's something he gives. It's just what he receives and they're living in it. And the elders can't help but to respond to it because it's so amazing. Just like we heard this morning. And they just got to throw their crowns. And John's looking at all this and he's seeing the immensity of it. No one's ever walked in here. John's looking and, of course, you know, he'll write the revelation, but he'll literally come into this place. A place that no man could ever enter into. A place that was disallowed of men. That no one could come here. Only the angelic could come here. Again, Lucifer understands this. But this was, no man could look on his face. No man could see the lamb. It was not impossible. This one came with the kingdom of heaven in him. This realm in him. The first of his kind. So that every other one of his kind could know this place like he knew it. This is our place. So I always knew that he, you know, was the one, the man. I, I knew that. I, I thought for sure. So the day that I got born again, 22 years old, 44 years ago, I knew he had delivered me. I knew I had a new heart. What I didn't know was he took the same seed of this place. We were born from above and he took that seed can you imagine everything this realm can be in that realm he took that seed and put it in us jesus would kind of say listen the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed small and insignificant but it has the potential to be the largest of all trees and i realized that this man was born out of this realm The humility, the love, the passion, the compassion, but the power, and it couldn't move him. And he brought a dimension of God the world had never seen before. Even Nicodemus came and said, it's obvious you're from God. He says, you know, I'd like to tell you spiritual things, but you'll never understand him. I'm there and I'm here at the same time. I live in both places. And that man becomes the most normal, natural man. Everybody loved him. Romans loved him. Prostitutes loved him. Men loved him. Children loved him. The humility was like no other. They thought he was Elijah. He wasn't Elijah or Elisha. He was something different. He wasn't even of the Aaronic priesthood. He was of a Melchizedek priesthood. An endless life. He was the beginning of what was in the heart of God from the beginning. The first of his kind. We were going to be the next of his kind. And I didn't know. That that same potential that was in him is in me. And that his desire, I mean, it's beautiful. And, and, and I can hear his frustration almost. Because Andrew and Philip will come after that and say, you know, it had to be, it had to be hard to ask him a question. <laughs> Some people come to me and they go, "Like, uh, uh, um, can I uh, 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 ask you a question? Yeah. Imagine him. him. I would have been feel like this. Um... Jesus, oh, you know, we just got this thing in our mind. We just got a question. You know, he's three and a half years, you know, he just goes, uh-huh, uh Well, what is it? And, well, we appreciate it all, the bread, the miracles. We're famous. Peter still gives his autograph. He you know, all these things. But we just want one thing. Show us the Father because we know he's invisible. What's he like? And he says, you, you, you don't get it. When you see me, you see him. The intent of the Lord in our being born again was He took the potential of this kingdom of heaven and put it in earthen vessels, you and I. It has the potential. Oh yeah, if we want a 33-year-old, 33-day-old Christ, a baby Jesus, it's fine a 12-year-old Jesus who kind of understands the, the, the Father's will and kind of doesn't? Or do we want, can we allow the Spirit of God, the Word of God to do such a work in us and that we could be a people of this realm? I want you to know, even we're seeing today, there is such a longing from them that you and I would come to this place. You don't have to climb a ladder. The Spirit of God will move you from here to here. I know that and beholding him, him who sits upon the throne. It's a throne of grace and mercy. It's not the cross anymore. This isn't, it's no more a sacrifice. It's a victorious place. I can't live my life out of here. I should say, I can only live my life out of here because we're to carry this realm with us where there's the power of the kingdom of God. And the ability of the kingdom of God to change everything. Stop storms, stop seas, open seas. Everything he did. Everything. And more, he said. But we're longing for this realm where the character and the nature and the disposition and the glory of God is resident and present in our lives, in our homes, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our restaurants, in our workplaces, in our governments, in our schools, everywhere. It's Christ in us, the hope of this glory. He's come to return it back to his people. He's determining it'll be restored. This isn't a place where heavenly-minded people, it, it doesn't do that. It actually makes me more earthly valuable, us more earthly valuable. So I want to begin, and then I'm going to move. Linda's going to join me. Are you okay with this? It's, come whenever you want. It's a new and living way, as if it was done just a moment ago. It's always alive. It's welcoming. You, I need to behold the lamb who's, who, who's been slain. I, that's the one we're learning. It's not a lamb. It's, it's a lamb. Seven eyes. Perfect spiritual vision. It settles me down here. It settles me in our world. It causes me to hope and believe. Every time I'm here with them, there's the hope and the dream and the passion is beyond belief. The price was paid. What a price. The whole reason for it all, salvation's been a gracious thing. I'm thankful for it. But he did it because he longs to have face-to-face intimacy with all of us. That's why he did it. Can I just say on our behalf, thank you. Thank you for silence still for what they did to him. Thank you for sending him incarnated word of God that he he would be the visible demonstration of everything that was in you. Where we thought you were angry and we thought you didn't like us and we just thought you didn't care. We now know the care was beyond belief. The passion and compassion was unbelievable. He was like Levin in his world. He changed his world, one man. Now we have a whole body. Let us know that there is no spiritual limitation to us. There's none. As he was and as he is, we are in this world. That we would know it and the world once again would taste of the living God as we have tasted. That's our thanks and our cry. That all of my brothers, my sisters, my family, my kids, our kids would know you intimately. That's your longing. That we would see you in ways we've never seen you. I am for one humbled at this moment. And I just want to say, because I can't sing it, you are worthy of it all. And that we might make a decision today, thank you for putting the seed in us, but that we might, vintage might, those watching, the, the, the church in the world might decide like you decided, that we would be seed to our world and that we would give our lives In this day, not always for death, but we would be yours. And out of that life, you would bring great fruit. And that we would be a people that would follow you, serve you. We would want to be like you. We would long to be like you. That's our passion. You're absolutely, absolutely worthy of it all. I'm not going to be it, but I just. Even they have the liberty and freedom because it's a 33-year 33 part, 33 part of my life that's been the most life-changing is here. He wants to release a song here. It's every generation, only the redeemed can learn it he wants to release it so that he can release in the world it's not so much a song it's a unfolding of who he is i always knew the musicians would have it that was always the understanding but then when i began to peer into the revelation i understand now that he's brought us all there to mount zion where there is the lamb and we are to take partake of him and a song is there that no flesh can learn, no carnality, only the redeemed. And I want you to know that he is determined in our generation to bring us back to Mount Zion again, that we might behold him. It's not a people of arrogance or attitude. And Actually, the best thing for me, I'm a different man when I'm before a throne. You take me out of there, I'm just stupid Jay, like I've always been stupid Jay but in there I have value because he's valuable. There I find my value. It isn't to come here and proclaim it, but he certainly wants all of us. Now, I love the prophetic word. I think it's wonderful. And he will continue to speak prophetically and we'll become a, a larger people. It'll send me into some other stratosphere. which just fine with me. I like that idea. But there's nothing like eating from his mouth. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the, oh yeah, this, I like this, but he's living too. You should hear him speak this. You can't find that food on the earth, that's for sure. Thank you for your time with us. We would love to have you join us at a live gathering on Sunday. Our address is 1501 Academy Court and it's just off of Prospect Road in Fort Collins, Colorado. For more information, please go to vintagecitychurch.com and we'll see you next time.